Hi, I'm Stephen Crafty. I'm presenting Talking Design at RMIT University in Melbourne, and I'm here with Samantha Sivaraja. <laughs> Sorry for the uh, pronunciation. I hope I got it correct. Pretty close. <laughs> Sivaraja. Perfect. Um, Samantha, you're an interesting one. You've really experienced RMIT and all it has to offer. From a few different... Perspectives. You originally started at Perth, um, and then you went to RMIT to study interior design in the mid-90s, correct? Yes. Well, early 90s to be exact, Stephen, because pr- before getting into interior design, I managed to get a place at, in the furniture technology course at RMIT TAFE, which was easier to get into. So I found myself one of three girls amongst 21 boys mm-hmm. doing furniture technology. And Samantha, why furniture design? Is it something... Well, furniture had always interested me. Um, I'd been living in Europe for five years prior to that. And, um, you know, where good furniture is invested in by everyday people, not just design people. You were in Berlin for quite a while. I was for a year. So, Samantha, you then decided to do interior design. And then after a couple of years, you switched to sculpture. Sculpture which had been an elective, and um, I thought I wanted to work on a different scale, basically a smaller scale than what interior design, which in fact should be called interior architecture because it was not about choosing curtains to go with cushions. It was about spatial. Yes. And then when you were... So interior... uh, Correct my... Uh, go back again. Sculpture is something more personal, more uh, something you do on your own, yes. where you don't particularly have a client in mind. That just gives you pleasure and you're trying mm. to say something. Yes. And then you went to golden Gold silver smithing. So you've really covered a number of areas at RMIT, so they must be pretty good. <laughs> yes, it's, it certainly gave me a, a very um, overall view of design. Uh, design. And it all informed each other. It was all connected as far as I was concerned. Um, now, Samantha now owns the design dispensary in Gertrude Street in Fitzroy, which is really a breath of fresh air to Fitzroy. I've been a regular there for many years, or a few years, I would say, and always delight in seeing what you bring in. So how did you get started with the design dispensary, Samantha? Well, again, it was my time in Europe. Um, while there was no particular shop at that point, um, I wanted to combine my design knowledge, my passion to bring good design, but affordable design, to anybody who was interested. I felt there was a certain rarefied feel to the design industry. As though it was out of reach. Yes, them and us. But that's not what design is. Mm. Design is democratic. It's for everybody. So how do you make that leap into starting to source the products you think are democratic and are accessible to a broader audience? Well, I went back to Europe. Fortunately, I do have a partner who is German. So, um, And I also felt that German design was a little bit under-addressed. It was all about the Scandinavians, the Brits, the French, who are very quick to tell you how wonderful they and their products are, but the Germans are a little bit more reticent. So I thought 
are to offer people something that they hadn't seen before. And fortunately, I had the background. I had lived there. We had made a few contacts, and there were products that I bought and ranges that I was interested in that had never, ever made it to Australia before. Tell me about some of those ranges, Samantha. Well, what was one, so unique? Sorry. Yeah. One that I'm particularly passionate about is um, a project called Side by Side, which is a wonderful collaboration mm -hmm. between a group of German designers, often emerging, sometimes established, who work in collaboration, hence the Side by Side title, with a group of sheltered workshops. The designers design, mm -hmm. doing what they do best. The designs are then handed over to the workshops and it becomes their property for the purpose of both employment and income. Mm -hmm. They own, they then own the designs. Mm -hmm. And the result is a beautiful range of functional products, sometimes a little bit quirky. Tables. Um, not so much large-scale furniture because you've got to keep in mind that these people have, um, because they are intellectually disabled, I don't know if that's the politically correct mm. term currently, um, and you know, I have a lovely catalogue here which has this range, and we show about 70% of this range in our store, Design Dispensary, and um, it's solid timber, beautifully made in that very German way. The designs are small scale. It ranges from a fruit bowl, which is like a puzzle, to a beautiful ironing board or a clothes dryer rack. Mm -hmm. um, to and predominantly timber. Predominantly timber. All sourced locally in Germany. Mm -hmm. um, so that's just one example of a range that we particularly we are particularly partial to. Mm -hmm. We also have a range from the Black Forest in Germany. Um, and you, look, a lot of your products are very quirky. There's, mm. I think, when I first discovered your store, I mean, it's not difficult to discover because it's in Gertrude Street, but there is that sense of joy. You know, there are quirky things mm. in there, like a, a clock that's got um, a little wolf um, <laughs> just on the edge of the clock, which actually um, is kind of has a bit of a gothic feel, Go you know, quite goth yes. um, and quite moody. And then you've got, you know, uh, vases that just cover a bottle or you've got uh, little miniature scapes, little miniature um Lighting cat, tea light candles that are in the shape of a city. Yes, very great favorite. Very specific, but there's a sense of quirk and a sense of joy. I think most mm. people who walk into your store would say there's really there's heart there. Is it something that you feel over the last few years the design has become too serious and that people are actually moving to something with a bit more humour and a bit more fun? There is an element of that. Yes. Um, and and yet I think provenance has also become very important. Mm -hmm. So um, even though we do have these quirky, fun products, it's um, they're distinctly uh, there's a certain sensibility, a design sensibility mm -hmm. that runs through them. You know, they're made 
the focus is European design. We are open, I must say, to Australian designers as well. But um, so it's about, we do stock some Australian. Who are some of the Australians you um, stock? Well, one that I particularly love is called From Whoop Whoop. Now, she's a Melbourne girl um, based in the city of Melbourne. And she has a small, or um, in industry speak, a tight range of well-thought-out products. And they are so clever in their design. There's a, a puzzle aspect to all of them. They come flat, so they are perfect for posting and mm. carrying. I think it's something that she's conscious of because it's a way of sending a piece of Australiana mm. to wherever in the world you want to. Um, there are strong Australian motifs, elements as part of the design. So we've got the gum nut candle holder, um, which comes flat as a puzzle, and then you assemble it together. And the gum nut uh, refers to the abstract shape of the gum nut that the candle holder represents. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got table mats with Australian motifs. But um, I think her subtitle to, to her range of business is Non-Cringeworthy Australian Gifts. How delightful. <laughs> and these are popular here and they're popular overseas oh, as well. Oh, yes. They're often bought by people looking for a piece. And fundamentally important to us and her as well is the fact that they're made locally, mm. not just designed in Australia. They're both designed and made here. And unfortunately, now that's a little point that, you know, we look for Australian product, but we look for product that has been made here as opposed to the made design and then made mass produced somewhere else. Made somewhere else. So, um, so she's one of those designers that ticks. Do you think, um, from your experience living in Australia, you've been here for many, many years now, that we've become more sophisticated in our design? Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the reasons I turned my back on interior design was I felt that people were not very brave with their decisions. And back in 90, um, in the early to mid-90s, they really it was a very different landscape. Quite safe. Yes, conservative, dare I say. Mm. Um, well, we just had come out of a recession in the early 90s, and I think everything went very minimal for a long time. And... There wasn't much fun there. No. And I think people were just perhaps waking up to the notion of design, which is so entrenched in European cultures. Um, It's something that is not necessarily the case or was the case in Australia then. But, gosh, that has changed. And people walk into our store, and I'm so, so chuffed to see that they realise that what we do is different. Um, and they you know, they embrace that and they support it. Samantha, there is quite a nice comparison or nice uh, synergy uh, between Germans and Australians. I think they both have quite a, um, a dark sense of humour, if you like. <laughs> and I think some of the things that are designed in Germany kind of, res- he, you know, they have that respond to the Australian audience in that way. Would you agree? Yes, um, to a point. <laughs> I mean, Germany's a lot darker in a sense. Yes. Um, but I think, and you know, many would claim yeah. that Germans have no sense of humour, which is not oh, no. true. Not true. Those of us who've been there and who know Germany and Germany. How do you start? I mean, you've been 
had it for you know six or seven years now. When you're going on a buying trip, it must be very confusing when you are swamped by oh. so many things. What are the things that really take your eye when you're overseas? Um, I look for an idea, and I look for functionality, a point of difference, and um, and good construction. Mm-hmm. And in that vein, things that are not mass-produced in a factory, in the th- usual. Samantha, do you think there's actually bit of a return to that individual personalized idea product absolutely absolutely and it ties in to provenance and people wanting to know that their products have been made ethically um, and irrespective of the price point it really has to say something yes and um, and I think I've noticed that these days people are look more for the functional mm-hmm. and um, less for the decorative. Perhaps there are other places that specialise in that, but our focus, and again, this is informed my, by my interior design studies, that, you know, function is paramount. Even though you've probably ticked a number of boxes and you've, you've um, with various things you've kind of perhaps taken a risk on, there must mm. have been something over the years that you thought, wow, it's extraordinary, and it's bombed. Is there anything oh. that, that, and it just wasn't understood at the time, and perhaps a few years later you thought, well, now it's understood. What was that, Samantha? I'm afraid Maybe. that's a long list, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything that stands out that you just think, what was I thinking? Um. Well, I'll take a small product, and we do focus on mm. small products. Um, you don't the, have to mention the design. You can just mention what it was. <laughs> it was a beautiful candle holder made of paper, pleated or honeycomb paper to give it its proper name. Uh, and it was exquisite. It was compact. It came flat, in fact, and you unfurled it. It was held together very cleverly. Uh, by concealed magnetic panels and you brought it together and you placed a tea light in it and then you could reverse it or invert it Mm. and you'd end up with another shape and design people that I'd show it to or would show it to loved it because it was sculptural it was beautiful were they worried it would burn uh I have come to realise that Australians are very pragmatic people, so there was perhaps an element of that. But quite honestly, I think at that time the concern was, um, this is going back about, at the start of our business about eight years ago, it had a $59 price tag. And uh, I think people just looked at this rather small thing, object, that did have... Paper. Paper, that, you know... Where if it were in Japan, I think uh, the view is completely different mm-hmm. because they worship paper. Mm. And um, and here it was deemed to be very unworthwhile. <laughs> so it's quite likely then your friends as Christmas presents get one of those <laughs> candle holders. <laughs> um, possibly. But, you know, eventually, eventually we did, we had to order, there were handmade and mm. made to order and we and they came from Switzerland so I remember ordering 250 and uh, it took a long time to move them but uh, we did have 
in its defence, a few serial buyers who mm. who just loved it for what it was, but uh, the masses. What do you enjoy most about your work, Samantha? Um, the people who come in through our doors. Of course, I mean the products are. Uh, the raison d'etre, as they mm. say, but um, we have wonderful, a mm. wonderful range. Just sourcing them is always a joy and getting in contact. And we meet virtually all the designers that we stock internationally we have met. Um, so bringing their work to Australia is fun. But, you know, design is nothing if there's, not, if there's no audience mm. and if people don't embrace it. Mm. So... We've had this discussion before, Samantha, but Melbourne has a small audience. Well, it has a large audience, but the media is quite small when it comes to design. And that must be frustrating for someone like you who wants to talk about design and has a lot to say. And yet there are few avenues open for people in your position. Oh, yes. (laughs) So how do you get the word out? Oh, with difficulty. I mean, we rely on editorial. We don't have uh, marketing budgets and, uh, you know, advertising. That's just not part of our uh, the way we operate. So the editorial is always welcome. Um, Mainly word of mouth. And word of mouth. Fortunately, we have a customer base who love what we do and spread the word. But we I feel there really could be a greater design dialogue in mm. this state. It's I coming from Perth, which is so so different in its approach. I mean, How design. How do they do it? Well, I think now that they've woken up to the fact that there is, that, that de- design is a bona fide industry in itself, um, they perhaps do support in the media because it's such a small community. They're designers. It's taken a long while to get to that, but they do it. I think Melbourne, on the other hand, so that's the small pond, Perth. And a bit like Hobart as well, probably. Exactly. Melbourne is a comparatively, um, in Australia, is a very large pond. And there are a few people who tend to get focused on constantly. Mm. And that goes for businesses as well. And I don't know if they have very good PR people working on their behalf. But regardless of that, I think there could be a much better, broader design dialogue and and maybe a sharing of, you know, resources and ideas uh, in the community. Uh, And given that Melbourne is a state of design. It is a state of design. It is a bit of an anomaly. Thank you for reminding me, because I wanted to say in that context, yes, I don't mm. understand yeah. why we're not more vocal and why, you know, the media are not sort of spreading the love a little bit yeah. more. Well, I think the part of it, from my perspective, is a lot of people, a lot of people in the industry, the media, do you think they feel that design still has that elitist Possibly. perspective? Possibly, and yet there's no excuse really for thinking that. And you don't think that way? Absolutely not. And I think design has made a lot of efforts to reach out to people, I'd like to think. Mm. And, you know, there are programs like The Block. Mm. and But that's not really design, is it? No. I mean, well, they... Well, I suppose it is design it, it, it's in a different making, type of it's design. It's making people take note of 
their environments that yeah. you know re- which is uh, a starting point. which is yes important that people mm. become um aware and it i think the design community will probably be quite split um in their view of programs such as that all those renovational programs but i think if they sit up uh, if they make people sit up and take note mm. That's um, that is something and actually invest time and effort yeah. um into what they put into yeah. their homes in the same way that they focus on what they put into their mouths mm. then um it would be a lot richer yes samantha it's been wonderful having you on the show thank you Steve. and i love what you're doing and you really are bringing a sense of joy to design in your own way and i think people are warming to what you're doing i think things particularly in melbourne take time to really mature and uh, i think over the last few years you can just see you're getting so much better at what you're doing because you're just bringing in amazing things so i get quite excited on the few times i drop in and i think wow but you told me last time i said to you samantha i said oh you must have all these things at home and you said no <laughs> you haven't got all those things at home you have a lot of things you have on your travels at home absolutely yes because i think ultimately it is about making it a very personal process now not everybody's comfortable doing that mm. but it is important to make design a personal journey mm. um it's not about showing off what's you know the well, latest yeah. most expensive object yeah. um in the market it's uh, it should be a personal story I love the stories every time I visit but look thanks so much uh, Samantha for coming on to the show today it's been an absolute pleasure and I love our little discussions on design I think they're they're really quite special so thank you thank you Stephen for having me on you... and uh, thank you for celebrating design in the articles that you do I try my best I wish <laughs> I there just needs to be more of them I do my best Samantha <laughs> you've been with Stephen Crafty talking design at RMIT University in Melbourne and I've been speaking with Samantha Samantha Sivaraja. I'll get it right. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again, Samantha. Pleasure. Thank you.